You are listening to podplanet.org, where the stories are between 83 to 100% true. You're listening to a special two-part episode of Pod Planet, with guest stars Lisa Del Bello and Carter Hayden. And now Pod Planet presents Part One, Nikita. Let us begin. Preface. These days, it seems erasing history is more important than making history. Chapter 1 To outsiders, Staten Island can seem insular, bland, and run down. For instance, if you are looking for vegan restaurants that serve fair trade coffee, or vintage clothing stores that had their own URL, well, you're probably on the wrong island. But Staten Island is the only place 26-year-old singer-songwriter Pino Mammoliti knows. It's home. Pino is good-looking and incredibly naive, but he lives in a quiet, emotional bubble. He'd never traveled farther than New Jersey, and he hadn't read a book since Harry Potter, but he had written at least 1,500 songs, good songs, all modeled on the style of Maroon 5 or Bruno Mars, with titles like Girl, I'm Gonna Get You, You're Like My Kind of Bay." And Love Me If You Can, these songs were radio-ready. Everyone who heard them agreed. They were darn catchy, and Pino was going to strike gold sometime soon. Every week, Pino sent his songs to big-name record companies and radio stations, in the hope he could attract some attention and airplay. And every day, Pino knocked out at least eight new foot-tapping tunes. For income... Pino licensed the songs to stock music companies, who in turn licensed the songs for TV commercials. The coin was okay, but Pino wanted to be more than just background music for a tuna helper or fancy feast cat food spot. He wanted to make major hit records, enjoyed by all around the world. But last week, Pino ran out of radio stations and record companies to contact. In fact, his contact list had come to an end. So he placed a wanted ad on Craigslist. Pino needed a professional manager to handle his career. He needed new ideas and directions. The ad read, Adam Levine type singer-songwriter, 26, seeks top manager in Staten Island. Four minutes after posting, Pino received a response from an ambitious 20-year-old named Matt Rizzo. Matt was small and fiery. He was only 20 years old, and his only shortfall was that he had never experienced the sadness of life. After their introduction, Pino sent Matt a couple of songs by email, and Matt loved the material. Later, the two guys met at a local bakery and sealed the deal. Pino got 55%, and Matt got 45%. And so began a relationship it would produce results more spectacular than either man could ever have imagined. From his bedroom, in his parents' house, ambitious Matt began working all the angles. Using the internet, 
He reached out to Asia, Eastern Europe, Mexico, Panama, and even Canada, the land of surprises. By week's end, Matt had received much positive feedback and great interest. Meetings and lunches were already being booked. It was unbelievable. Matt and Pino couldn't have been more excited. But this is where the story takes a turn south, farther south than either man had ever been or would ever go again. Chapter 2 With the holiday lights of impending success twinkling on the horizon, Pino had a stark realization. He was lonely and wanted someone with whom to share his life. Using a popular dating ad, Pino met a ravishing 23-year-old woman called Nikita. Nikita. Nikita was a fashion designer. She saw herself as the next Donna Karen. She loved music and musicians and stuff like that. Nikita was 5'8 and had a tiny 20-inch waist. On Nikita's picture page were a wellspring of eye-catching images. She wore remarkably high heels and dresses so sheer it could save you a trip to the doctor's office. Her body was out of a John Mayer song. Her bosom, generous and wanton. Her hair, as fine as sunlight. While setting up the date, Nikita mentioned she loved seafood. Pino suggested they meet at Carlito's House of Lobster. Carlito's seemed like a good bet. A good bet if you didn't mind the dumpster sitting in the parking lot that smelled of seafood, or dining among middle-aged men wearing baseball caps, tank tops, basketball shorts, open-toed leather gladiator sandals, and Oakley's. If you were okay with that, then Carlito's House of Lobster is the place for you. A day or two later, Pino and Nikita met at Carlito's. They talked for a long time, and things were going great. But then, without warning, Nikita's mood changed. She became confessional. She admitted her life was empty, and that she was lonely, terribly lonely. Then a tear from her eye fell into the small plate of Clam's Casino she had been picking at. You see, Pino, said Nikita. Success and fashion is not enough. I want more. Nikita squeezed Pino's hand, and a chord of sympathy was struck. Don't worry, my Nikita. I have big dreams, too. Yes, Pino. Yes. Nikita's eyes lit up. And when I make my first music video, Nikita, I want you to be in it. Oh, Pino. Pino. Pino was falling in love. And Nikita had more revelations. Oh, Pino. I feel I can trust you in my dream. Yes, of course, my love. You see, Pino, one day I want to be part of something big. Very big. I want to be a part of initiative to end global hypocrisy. Or crazy thing, like clone meat and end world hunger. Do you mean like tofurkey? No, no, Pino. Clone, Pino, clone. Nikita said it as though it was she whose fate lay in the balance. For most people, hearing a confession like this on a first date would be astonishing. But not for Pino. He felt fluttering wings of want in his stomach. 
If she wants to clone hamburgers, thought Pino, who the hell cares? After dinner, they took a cab back to Pino's place. They were all over each other. But Nikita's flip phone kept ringing. Hold on, Pino. Hold on. Just a minute. Let me answer this. It's from my boss. From my boss. My boss. Then she answered the phone. No, Ed. Yes, Ed. Check for upload. No, no. What about the Guardian? The New York Times? Okay. Goodbye. Looking at Pino, she explained. It's just work, Pino. Always work. Making women's sportswear is so much work. Everyone works for someone. Then she kissed him. Pino. 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 Hmm. Pino. Pino. Hmm. Chapter 3 A few weeks later, love was declared from every rooftop in Staten Island, and Pino and Nikita were married at City Hall. After a brief honeymoon in Long Island, Nikita packed up her things and moved in with Pino. Matt showed up to help out with the move. He and Nikita got along like a house on fire. Thank God. As you would expect from a designer of Nikita's pedigree, she had a lot of clothes and shoes and a powerful laptop on which she created her clothing line and kept track of client orders. She also brought along a nice collection of quad bay 20 terabyte external hard drives, each weighing eight pounds. She had 10 of them, which were daisy chained along one wall in the bedroom. Guess she liked to back up a lot. Pino had hard drives too, even his mother did. Hell, everyone does these days. As you can imagine, given their occupations, Pino and Nikita lived much of their lives online, so they each had separate fiber-optic internet service to keep their never-ending file transfers from choking. For Pino, it was songs. For Nikita, it was women's sportswear. Although Lord knows no one had ever seen Nikita in workout clothes. Nikita. This concludes the end of part one of Nikita on Pod Planet. We'll be back with part two of Nikita in two weeks. You have been listening to Pod Planet, where the stories are between 83 to 100% true. Pod Planet is written and produced by Peter McHugh and Clive Desmond. The Pod Planet theme was composed by Jonathan Goldsmith, creative consultant Monique Kelly. Digital and audio design by Oliver Wickham and Aidan Vickery. Pod Planet announcer Jean Francois. Additional and highly deserved credits are listed on PodPlanet.org. If you haven't subscribed to Pod Planet yet, subscribe now. Go to our webpage, PodPlanet.org. Pod Planet is one word. And click follow on whatever podcatcher you're using. You'll find Pod Planet on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Google Play, and YouTube. And follow Pod Planet on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Links are available on our webpage. This is Pod Planet Season 2. We'll be back in two weeks with another new and startling episode. Until then, on behalf of Peter McHugh and the whole Pod Planet team, thanks for listening. I'm Clive Desmond. 
Pod Planet is part of the Public Radio Exchange and the Association of Independence in Radio. You have been listening to Pod Planet. A new episode drops every two weeks on Thursday.